Hey there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. Creative people and how they do what they do, why they do it, why they hang in there. That's what I love to talk about. Today, my guest is a singer and actor, Blake McGyver. You may also know him from Bravo's The People's Couch. He was one of the gay trio on that show, and he has a show coming up next week where he sings all Barbra Streisand songs. So we're going to talk to him all about that. Uh, But first, I want to get a little plug-in for the game, You Don't Know My Life. I co-created it with Jeb Havens, and a lot of you were very uh, generous in your support. You pre-ordered the game. Um, I'm very happy to report that we have become profitable. Like, we made back all of our um, manufacturing costs and everything. So thanks for your support. Now we've just switched over to regular e-commerce, from our sort of crowdfunding model, and we're going to be on Amazon soon. So it's happening, people. So if you haven't gotten the game, um, I think you'll love it. Check it out. It's at youdon'tknowmylifegame.com. And if you have, thank you so much. And um, just keep telling people about it. I think it's uh, got potential to be really great. So it already is. There you go. All right. Here, without any further ado, it's Blake McGyver. Hey there, it's a rainy Wednesday evening in Los Angeles. I'm in the West Hollywood apartment of Blake McIver, singer, performer, actor, uh, television personality, Bravo celebrity. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, and you have a, uh, a show coming up in Los Angeles called uh, Barbara, wait, what is it? Blake Sings Barbara, the concert. That's it. Why didn't you pick a more challenging singer to <laughs> right? sing? Like, Barbara is like... Okay, sing Barb, then sing Barbara, right? <laughs> there is a moment before every show where I do think, what? what yeah, what am I thinking? I love it. Why have I done this to myself? Yeah, what, what was the um, what was the impetus to want to do the show? Um, I have been obsessed with her 1994 comeback special um, on that aired on HBO. I mean, it was a whole right. world tour, but I've been obsessed with it since it aired. It was there was a tea set. Yes, I remember. There's yes. a, like a whole and I have tea. the tea set. <laughs> you I, have and the white roses. Yes, you have the tea set for for the show. Oh, yes. You do? Oh yes. Okay, where do you go to get the perfect tea set? Um, because I, it has to be the perfect tea set. It really does. It yeah. really does. And I have I have I have passed on many a tea set. I want you to get up there and do your show, <laughs> and I want Barbara to walk in and walk over to the tea set and move it like a scotch, and then just walk out. <laughs> and she would. She would. <laughs> she would. She'd be like, "It's a little long." It's a, it's a little long. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't look at anything. I couldn't focus on anything else. But that tea. Broke the line. It, yes. <laughs> so where do you get your tea set? Um, I've scoured many a Home Goods, TJ Maxx. You, it um, really there are multiple tea sets. Serial, yeah. it, it was serious effort. You yes. didn't just grab any tea set. Oh, no, 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 no. No, when I did the show in Dallas this summer, I realized um, a couple weeks out that I didn't have a tea set there. Right. So I had to go yeah. all over. Well, you don't even know. Find, no. You can't I, trust Dallas to get you a good tea I set? I didn't know where to get a good tea set in Texas. Wow. <laughs> I found one, though. <laughs> what was it about the concert that intrigued you there was, at that time? There was something so unique about that particular show. It was so grand, so over the top, so ridiculous. Right. Um... And Even as the age that you were at the time, you knew there was something afoot. I, yes, and I, I talk about this quite a bit in the show as I take cool. you through it. Um, I was nine when right. it aired. And you were already and calling it. <laughs> and I was already kind of jaded because I yeah. was in my second season of 
Full House. Right. And I had just finished filming The Little Rascals. So right. I was just this Hollywood brat. Yeah. That, you know, completely <laughs> show business obsessed. You had all the answers. Yeah. And this concert... You have a few notes. A few... No. Not, not for that show, actually. Yeah. Um, and that concert came on, and I just thought, this is the most epic thing I've ever seen. Like, this is it. Like, this is the pinnacle. Like, th- right. isn't this what we're all working towards? To do right. that? To be able to... To yeah. be able to walk on a stage and do that? Right. Kind, kind of career retrospective. Had you been a fan of her up until then? I really hadn't. I had seen Funny Girl and right. loved it, but that was it. Yeah. I, this was my introduction to her body of work. And now, who are you watching it with? Are you with your parents? My parents. Oh, yeah. And your head's exploding? Are exploding. they like... Exploding. I'm, I'm a little concerned. Were they concerned <laughs> about your Barbara fixation? They really weren't. Yeah. No, they fed right into it. I mean, Good. I got the two-disc CD set for my yeah. next birthday <laughs> from Madison Square Garden. Like, right. it was just a thing. It was a big deal in our house that yeah. we... we taped the the broadcast off of HBO so that I could watch it over and over, over again. and over and over yeah, again. I wore the tape out. I love it. So how do you interpret, uh, reinterpret that concert for your show? How do you approach it? So I basically, my goal for the show has always been that if somebody walks in that doesn't care a flying flip about Barbara, are they going right. to have an enjoyable evening in the theater? And so right. that is what I have worked to try very hard to create. Um, so I'm super passionate about this one particular show so I'm explaining it to you in gory detail so it's so like here's can... why I'm obsessed with this show exactly and here's some songs too and here's the set list basically wow. and then I talk about my some of my hypotheses on why she chose certain songs at right. certain moments uh, you know we're, I'm, so you I'm ripping on it, it the whole time Right, so you deconstructed and pay homage at the same time. Exactly, it's it's loving but also tongue in cheek. It's not reverent. <laughs> what are the little minutia moments that you're obsessed with that you pull out, you point out for the audience? Um, lots of her patter. Yeah, that I dissect. This was back when she was like, "I'm reading the teleprompter. I need the teleprompter." Every, I jokingly say every eyelash was choreographed. Yeah, because it is to <laughs> the team. And, yeah, so I, I go through uh, some of my favorite, and I give you some of my favorite quotes and some of my favorite stories that she tells about yeah. her life, and then I kind of try and parallel it with things that were going on in my world at, at the time. At nine. Yeah, at nine. Wow. <laughs> What's one of your favorite Barbara Patter moments? Or um, something that you really make a meal of in your show? Her lead, her lead into On a Clear Day at the end of Act One. Uh, what she, did she talk about? Yeah, she talks about, she talks about <laughs> sort of, how she's growing older and how she looks at her life and her career and herself right. and beginning to accept herself flaws and all. It's that yeah. whole yeah. speech. And I loved that speech as a nine-year-old. And so right. I joke about how yeah. I'm so obsessed with it. And I also... You were having a midlife crisis at I nine. Was, I absolutely was. <laughs> ridiculous as wow. that is. Um, yeah, so that's my favorite part. I do it in... I do you that do word one for word? piece of patter in its entirety. Yeah. And I, I jokingly tell the audience that it is my... It is my normal sound check in any other show. If anybody's like, if you're checking a mic and right. I'm on stage alone, I go into this patter and I've, I've rattled many We should have done that before we I know, were we should checking have... my thing. How would it start? So you don't have to do the, the whole cards. thing. I was like, uh, you don't have to do the whole thing, but what's like, what are the first like lines of it? So she starts, one of the nice things about growing older is realizing that you can survive life's disappointments. Yeah. So when you do that at a sound check, are people like, what is he talking about? What is he about? talking about? Yeah. I think every performer should have something in their back pocket to do instead of test, test, test. Right? I feel like it's... It has served me very well. Hard. I think it's like, oh, remember Blake came in here and he did that whole monologue? I feel like that is something that everyone has to do and nobody makes it special. No one makes it special. But you can. <laughs> and you do. 
Um, do you do the full so- show? She does two acts. She and- does two acts. Yeah. No, this is truncated into yeah. a 90 minute yeah. evening. 90 one minute, act. We love a 90 minute show. We take the intermission break, but not the audience doesn't take the break. Yeah. I change clothes and you watch a video of the tour. Yeah. Um, that's, that's over the entourage music. Oh, I love it. Um, so you get little pieces. We, we, I play the overture in its entirety. So you get yeah. to sort of see the, the beginnings of the HBO special and then yeah. the tour takes you on the rest of the journey. How fun. And I cut a few, well, I mean, yeah. actually quite a few numbers, um, but I tried to keep all the, like, iconic, yeah. known... Don't rain on a mic parade, I know you do. Yes. So I've seen the trailer. Absolutely. What's the hardest to sing? Um, you know what? It varies. Probably Don't Rain is yeah. probably the hardest. Yeah, um, big And she notes. thinks so, too, because yeah. she rarely does it in its entirety. Yeah. Even in this concert, it's part of a medley. I mean, I sing the majority of the song as right. she, exactly as she did it. Right. Um... But yeah, that's probably that's probably the trickiest. That and the Yentl, the, all the Yentl yeah. material is really tough. Yeah. So you got Papa, can you hear me? The way he makes me feel. Um, I it starts with uh, where is it written? Goes into yeah. Papa, can you hear me? Goes into yeah. Will someone ever look at me that way? And ends with Piece of Sky. Oh wow! So it yeah. You're giving this whole <laughs> Yentl Junior. I do a, a mini, just like she did yeah. in, in the concert. She she takes you through the story, and I take you through the story. I uh, had a friend with a daughter that was in junior high a number of years ago, but she was into musicals. So they were always doing Music Man Junior mm-hmm. or Hairspray Junior or whatever it was. And we got sort of hooked on, I like a 90-minute junior. I want everything to be junior now. It's nice and clean. Yeah, you're sort of doing Barbara Junior. It is. It's, it's Barbara Junior. I love it. Now, um, did you like her last most recent concert? The music, the memories. The, the music, the memories, the magic, where she yes. clutched the back of the office chair for yeah. <laughs> two hours. I didn't notice it that. It rattled me. Um, <laughs> I, I went and saw it. Like, I, I, my hairdresser had an extra ticket, and I just got my little check for something, and I was like, I'm going to go see, Bar- I'm going to buy that ticket and go see Barbara, because, you you know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime oh, absolutely. Thing. Yeah, but um, my memory of it was, like, when she would talk about her album cover, she was still nitpicking and complaining about yep. stuff. Yep, Which was so her, which is what you kind of want. Oh, you definitely want. Yeah. The, the, the night that I went, she, she went up on part of the words to being alive that nobody would have noticed. It was it was a, a passing moment. Yeah. But she, I watched her get mad at herself. Yeah. And it broke me. Yeah. I was so uncomfortable and upset. Like, it, it was just so uncomfortable for me. I was you like... You saw it all in her eyes? Yes. Yes, and I could tell that she was like angry and this is over why I don't it. Do this yep, anymore. yep. And I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> but a couple years prior, I saw her do her Back to Brooklyn concert yeah. at uh, Hollywood Bowl, and that was spectacular. I, that was probably one of the most amazing concerts. She ever. still looks amazing. Oh yeah, it's interesting that she has this uh, theme in her life of not being beautiful enough or mm-hmm. whatever. That that was sort of part of her story. And yet she's sort of aged better than any of them. Oh, gosh, yes. Right? Yeah, because she Is doesn't just look me? crazy. Yes. Whatever, whatever she's she looks done like or herself? if she's had work done, right? it's clean and, and yeah. not wacky. Yeah. Jane Fonda looks great, but yes. she looks like she's had a lot done yeah. and has and whatever. But the point is, Barbara, you, 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 you had, you're playing the long game. Right, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Now, what gave you the idea to do this as a show? When did you think, okay, I think I'm going to do this as a cabaret? It the idea came to me probably about four year four or five years ago. Yeah, I started kind of toying around with the idea of okay, what would this look like? Mm-hmm. And I was sort of inspired by Rufus Wainwright doing Judy at Carnegie. Yeah, um, which was incredible. 
um, he recreated every single beat and every word of the pattern had no editorializing, yeah. which was a feat in right. and of itself. Did I he knew... do the exact same uh, combination of alcohol and whatever? And <laughs> I don't the know exact if, same. I don't know if he did all. Yeah, that's really, <laughs> I doubt it. That's really going right. That's there. going a little yeah. deep. I do drink tea throughout the yes. entire show, that's but that's a little wood. less. <laughs> that's a yeah. little less dangerous. Yeah. Um, but I thought, okay, I know I can't do that for this show because it would never work. You have right. to explain. It's, it, it is iconic in its own way, but it's not quite as right. <laughs> iconically known beat for beat. Right. Um, but it was the first time she'd performed in a really long 27 time. 27 years. So everyone was super excited about yeah. it, losing their minds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the tickets were like five grand. I remember I was working, uh, I was doing newsletter graphic design for the Jewish Community Center uh-huh. at the time in Woodland Hills, and everyone there was very excited about Barbara. Um and yeah, that's but but the tickets I remember were being were super expensive and all that. Oh stuff. yeah, they were being scalped and yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, it was. How crazy. long have you been doing this? When did you first do um, it? I did it for the first time uh, two and a half years ago nice. at Casita del Campo. I love Casita del Campo. Yeah, I, was just I there. did too. I hope the chairs are never made more comfortable. Right. <laughs> I hope it's always what it is. I the length should... of this show actually was part of part of yeah. that was the chairs in casino. I was like, I, was like, I can't, leave, can't let people in we here. We can't do it more than ninety <laughs> more, minutes. Not more than ninety minutes. No, there's no way. That's so fun. Now, what kind of uh, you have a, uh, an accompanist? I assume. Yes. Yes, yeah, I have just a yeah, piano player. Yes, piano. Yeah, um, the one wonderful Todd Schroeder is playing for this. I know this Todd upcoming. Schroeder. He's I haven't brilliant. seen him in many years, but I love Todd Schroeder. But we've been working together for a while now, and I love it. Uh, I love it when he plays this show. It's just we sort of like have a, a unspoken sort of musical chemistry where he just sort of breathes with me. I love it's, it. It's, it's amazing. What's your favorite of those songs to sing? Um, uh, it changes every time I do it. If I'm being really honest, um, yeah. but up there in the top is usually Evergreen, sure, and the way we were. Those two kind of yeah switch off for the taking classics. the top spot. Yeah. What are They're the other so songs that are in the sing. show? What are the other ones? Um, she does uh, somewhere from West Side of Story. Course. She closes with that. She does my man from the movie Funny Girl. Yeah. Um, Gosh, the all the Yentl stuff she does not while I'm around from Sweeney. I Todd. love it. Can't I can't love that. that man. Love it. Um, it's just a great set. It's list. so good. Yeah, it's a great. Now for um, the way we were, do you do the? Mm, oh yes, the riffy. Oh yes, top of Act Two, just just as is. <laughs> now, how would you approach this material for this show as a singer differently than you would if you were just doing a regular cabaret? as yourself singing different songs that you like. Yep. Do you do different vocal affectations? Yeah, that's a really great question that Thank no you. one has asked me yeah. <laughs> before. It. Thank you. I bring it. I, look, um, I wrote a couple of notes on yes. this sheet. Um, it is completely different. I do approach this completely differently than any yeah. of my other music. Um, it is an homage. It is not an impersonation, and I try right. to never go into impersonation except for a few moments that are specifically for comedy right. purposes. Um, but it's impossible to sing this music without using some of her incredible breath techniques and the way she phrases things. In order to phrase this like her, you do have to sort of go to the master class and and sort of approach it in that way. Um, So, yeah, it is a completely... I I warm up for this show differently. Yeah. Um, It's a whole different thing. Have you ever met her? 
I have, and it's not a good story, unfortunately. <laughs> Where did you meet her? She came backstage at Ragtime. She yeah. came to see our production. And it was when you were very young. Yeah, was it the or LA? 12. It was the LA. Yeah, the US. Premiere. I saw that. So you it's saw coming it. back to Pasadena Playhouse. Yes, I can't wait. I feel like it's time for that musical to come back. It's so. I really love that musical. Right yeah. When when she comes down the stairs, mm-hmm. I'm I'm already weeping, <laughs> thinking of that moment. And then you hold up a little boat, right? Does, uh, th- there was an kid? there was an iteration that used that. Yeah, we didn't have that. I I have the Stereoptican. Oh yeah, um, the 3D image thing was sort of our in the was original. Was your like your thing? Yeah. How old were you when you're doing ranting? I got cast at 11, I think. Yeah, wow. and I was in the show until I was 13. Wow. Yeah. Just here, or did you tour? just here? Yeah. That show ran for two years here? We had a year-long run, but the yeah. whole process with, for, with everything. It was the everything. better part of two years, wow. start to finish. So Barbara came back to Ragtime. Barbara came backstage to use the bathroom backstage at yeah. intermission. She had <laughs> needs. So she had needs. And she didn't want to, you know, pee with the peons. Yeah. Um, so. I hear my favorite story about her that I don't know is true, but I think it might be, is that somebody that my former roommate knew was working in, like, a real an investment firm or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe they were temping, or, or I don't know. They were working in an. It was an office, and James Brolin and Barbara Streisand were going to be coming in there to discuss their portfolio. And they said they will be coming in. Then they would like um, a Caesar salad, like they did a whole food order oh my gosh. with cherry tomatoes, not plum. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "We're an office." Like, we're not a caterer. We don't... <laughs> but they ordered it. So I just love to imagine the two of them, like, where did we have those delicious profiteroles? Oh, you know what? It was the DMV. <laughs> they have the best. Like, they don't know where you get food and where you don't get food, because everybody gets food for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And she's been food obsessed. Yeah. I love that. I do love that about her. That's one of her most human things, I think. Yes. She's completely food obsessed. Yes. And if you, if you watch The Mirror Has Two Faces, yeah. there are more scenes at meals set around meals she eats more in that film than she does anything (laughs) meals are to that movie what ass shots are to a star is born correct because there are so many ass shots in a star is born so many ass shots but she's a nice ass (laughs) yeah she really does yeah yeah so she comes backstage at ragtime she comes backstage yeah no again it's really it's sad that it's not an interesting story like she comes backstage i sort of meet her in passing she uses the restroom and then off she goes but you're the adorable kid in the show she should be like shining on you she was not she She was not shining she she needed to get to the bathroom and back to her seat of anybody (laughs) in that whole show where the big star should go way to go kid it's the cute little well, thank Boy, you. Boy, in costume. I, I agree with you, but... Thank you. All right. But you did you did have a moment with her. I did. I yeah. had a moment. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. What have you been your favorite Barbara iterations of the last 10 years or so? Like, have you been on a certain album or this last tour or... Um, I, it was really the Brooklyn yeah. uh, tour. I really loved that. I loved that she was really paying homage to her roots. Would she tour to... Ran- did she come here with Yeah. Her? I saw okay. it here. Nice. Yeah. 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 And it was just... It was fabulous. It was just so her. Yeah. You know, and there there were there was footage that they had interviewed people in Brooklyn through the years about her. And right. so she played that at intermission and it was just it was awesome. It I was love just it. really cool. I know. She's how old is she now? Seventy three? Okay. Think? All right. I believe so. I still think she's gonna play Mama Rose? I mean, she does. She does. <laughs> she does. I really want that to happen. I know I do too. I think but it like, just feels like we, we have peace in the Middle East before that came together. I know. Yeah. But you know what? 
girl can dream, right? <laughs> I think she thinks it's happening. Yeah. So that's that's enough for me. <laughs> I love it. Now, you grew up here in Los Angeles? I did. Did you know right away that you wanted to perform and stuff? Or was that it was some of your earliest memories? Pretty early on, yeah. yeah. I come from a show business background. Both of my parents um, are in the business, and um, so I was exposed to it. Early, right away. Right away. Early on. What kind of, what area of the business are they in? Uh, my dad, when I was little, was working at um, Sony. He was a, a studio executive. Oh, wow. My mom um, moved out to LA in 67 to be on the Dean Martin show. That's so glamorous. She was one of his... Was she a gold digger? Yes, she was a gold digger for five years. I'm too young yeah. to even know ah, that. I know, you are way too young yeah, to no, know that. I Robert. remember, I had this vivid memory of watching the Dean Martin show, and it was so swinging. And there was a song that was like, come on down, Dean. Just try to relax, Dean. I don't know why I remember that. And then he, they come down some stairs. Yep. yep. That sound, he would come down happens? either a flight of stairs yes. or then they later there seasons they of, had the elevator. Yeah, there was like this yeah. whole descending of yep. women in go-go boots and stuff yes, like that. Yes, that was my mom. Your mother she was, was a one gold of digger. Yes, yes. That's so sexy. Uh, right? It's It's unreal. Wow. She went to um, she went to Vietnam three years in a row with Bob Hope in the USO tours during that time. Oh, I bet that was um, very. Interesting. She's got crazy stories. That's I mean, so wild. Yeah. So as a kid, were you going out to the studio a lot and like running into movie stars? And stuff? I was at my dad's office a lot, yeah. which was very glamorous because right. it was at the Fallberg Building on the. That's when Sony had moved to the MGM lot. Wow. So it was, it that was very glamorous. Nice. <laughs> that was very. I had a very. Um, not realistic view of like what going right. to dad's office meant to, right. to like my peers. <laughs> who, who do you think was the first movie star you met or saw? Sigourney Weaver. Oh wow. Yeah, I sat on her lap. I have a picture from a premiere after party. I can't wow. even remember what the film was, but I, it was probably Ghostbusters. Wow. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. She's she was tall. the first celebrity I'd ever, I yeah, ever and met. And you sat on her lap. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever gotten to see her as an adult? I haven't. Is that on your lap? (laughs) I haven't. Well, that's going to be a good moment when it happens. Right. And then you did a lot of TV stuff. You were on Full House. Yes. So the first thing I did was Star Search. Right. Which is so, it sounds so cliche. But I won Star Search. And that's literally what started my career. Star Search winner. Yeah. What do you remember about auditioning for it? Um, I was, I only went to a couple of auditions because I was asked, I was doing a dance recital. Right. Um, and I wasn't compete. There was a dance competition. I wasn't competing. My dance teacher was Patsy Swayze. Patrick's mom. And she had a studio out in Simi Valley. Yeah. My mom sent me to her to learn to dance. And I was too young to compete in this particular competition. And so she, uh, had me perform while the judges tabulated. Because wow. her dance team was competing. Okay. And so she let me do a little, and I did a little patriotic medley. Yeah. I was the little filler entertainment act. I love this. And Tony Sharmley, who was directing Star Search at the time, was one of the judges. And he pulled my parents aside and said, we want Blake to audition. What, did you audition as a singer or a dancer? A singer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. I did a little, like, song and dance. Oh, it was a George you. M. Cohen medley, I which I ended you. up doing on the show. Damn right you did. <laughs> Were you around Junior Star Search when Britney was on it? Yes. I was two... So Britney was on two weeks after... After me in the middle of my reign. So How long were you on? Um, I did five episodes, five episodes total and then you were with the, the finals. Yeah. 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 So but won I had won thing. enough. I won three in a row, lost the fourth, and then, but that was enough then they bring consecutive wins to, to go to the finals. Yeah. What's your favorite memory of Ed McMahon? Oh, he was so sweet. Was he sweet? Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. He was so nice. Yeah. He was just a delight. 
I love it. Yeah. Just super nice. Super sweet. Were you nervous? Or were you like, I can do this? I was a little too young and stupid to yeah. be nervous. Yeah, yeah. I was just sort of like, I, I had wanted to be on the show. I'd watched the show on TV. I was obsessed with it. Yeah, I once auditioned for it as an Did adult. you really? Yeah, in Las Sarcos Mall in Scottsdale, Arizona. Yes. I don't know how that didn't come together right? for me. I don't know. I, had, I sang a Spandau Ballet song. Yes. Thought I had it in the bag. Come through. I'm, if I were to see that footage right now, I would probably want to take a knife out of your drawer <laughs> and just end it. But Star Search, I loved it, right? Yeah. Oh, wait. We, we were, were there other, like, little future stars in the mix back uh, then? Um, so I, my, my claim to infamy in, in right. the Star Search um, trajectory is that I beat the girl that beat Leanne Rimes. <laughs> Wow. My first That's episode. the name of this podcast, right? by the way. I beat the girl that beat, beat Leanne Rimes. <laughs> and then uh, Billy Porter and I won the same night. He was oh, male vocalist. Uh, he won male vocalist the night I won junior vocalist. So oh, wow. Cool. So he was... Wow. Yeah. This, have you ran into him? Because you must yes. know him through music yeah, theater Yeah, I have stuff. run into him in New York. And you guys have, yeah. have, and have, we have this Star thing. Search. Yeah. I'm glad that McMahon was nice. He was wonderful. Um, yeah. And you won the whole thing. I did. What was it night... Like the night you lost, it was very humbling. Yeah, I thought I was going to be cool with it because my parents were really great about it. They never made it about winning or losing. Right, they made it very clear. You know, both of them being show business people, they yeah. they knew how to set me up for the potential the disappointment. Yeah. Um, so I was very intellectually very well prepared. Right, um, but I do remember I held it together. I was fine. I went back to my dressing room, and that's when I cried, because I felt like yeah. I had disappointed everyone. I don't even want to go to Shakey's. <laughs> you cried in your dressing room, because you felt like you disappointed everyone. Yeah, I felt like, I, yeah, because you let my, people down. my parents had hired an arranger and a choreographer, and there, you know, there were all these people that I was, you know... Yeah. You had a team. I had a team. You were you were, employ- you were employing that. Uh, yes, shocking. That's amazing. I was six and had a team. You were six years old. Yeah. What was your big song? Uh, Before the parade passes by. Oh, that shit. was the winning. That was the winner. Damn right. Oh, I love. If you look at early Britney on Star Search, and then her, Britney now, like her voice is different. Oh, completely. Like she could sing notes. Oh yeah, she was a beltress. She was a beltress. Yeah, and then and she I love Britney as a recording on the, artist. Mickey Mouse Club. She was yeah. belting. But now I feel like she couldn't do that if you paid her. Probably not. Like it's just a shift of yeah, you know. That I still love. Um, bang, bang, bang. Oh, like, I, I love her adore recording. Her. Yeah. I adore her. I adore her. Been to the Vegas show. Plan on going to the so next bad. one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a whole thing. Yeah. It's amazing. So from Junior Star Search, you started auditioning for TV shows? Yes. And Star Search was, it was so great because that was in the days where people would actually call the production company and be like, oh, we saw this person, we saw that. But like, yeah. people were getting work from Star Search amazing. without, so I didn't even have an agent for the first year right. after Star Search. I just worked out of their office. That yeah. One of the. Producers you, you, would call. You, you would order a bucket of chicken for Eddie Man every once <laughs> right? in a while. Right, and, and then it was good to go. You were good to go. Um, and so, yeah, I got a few uh, little things, and then the producers of Full House had called Star Search because they had seen my first episode where I did the George M. Cohen medley. Right. And they had written this episode kind of around it. So they were sort of inspired by that moment and thought, wouldn't it be funny if um, Michelle goes up for 
the lead in the school play and doesn't get it because there's this kid that this is diva. like yeah, this diva basically yeah this ringer um yeah exactly yeah and so i had to go audition for the role that was sort of Inspired kind of written you. for me yeah. but they didn't know you know that's and, showbiz and rightfully so they didn't yeah. know if i could string three words together they'd right. just seen me sing on on tv yeah. so i went for an audition and it was literally a few hours later i was at the table read it was Amazing. crazy now who's, which character is michelle uh the olsen twins character. the olsen twins yeah, the youngest daughter Right, right, right. Yeah. So they would switch out. They kept yes. switching. They would, there was, okay. Was that, I never watched that show. Did that get trickier as they got older? It did. Because don't twins kind of start to look a little different? They were pretty identical. I mean, yeah. I could tell them apart at the time. Yeah. But it was very hard to tell them apart. Like, my mom could never tell them apart. <laughs> she never knew. And you worked on that show for a while. Yeah, three years. Wow. Uh-huh. Did you go to school at the same time, or I how did that did. work? So because I was, even though I was a contract regular on the last season of the show, yeah. I was only um, doing recurring amounts of work. Right. So, so you uh, were able to keep your regular schedule. Yeah, ish. kind of. But it was weird, because I'd go to regular school and then for a couple weeks, and then I'd have a week of onset school. Right. So that was tricky. That was very... I kind of, in hindsight, wish that I had been homeschooled. Yeah. Um... It was, it was, it was Going tough. back and forth. Yeah, it was really tough. Were kids at your regular school like, oh, you think you're so great now? Yeah, they're ter- they were that. terrible. Yeah. They were terrible, yeah. man. Yeah, total, yeah. Bully, bullied from the get-go. Like, really? Even before? Before it was a hotbed topic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I can remember, you know, the first time I got held down on the playground with gravel shoved down my throat was like, I was five, I think. Shit. Like, yeah. What, what, what area were you going to school in? Uh, the North San Fernando Valley. Oh, yeah. I went to a private Christian school. Oh, wow. Which is, you know, the worst, can be wow. the worst place. The bullies. That's not cool. Yeah. And it got worse after you started working more. Oh, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it got. Did they call you? I, the worst, I used to get called sissy sometimes, and that was the worst to me. That felt like the worst right. thing. They weren't, they weren't on the faggot yet. That didn't, that wasn't really a thing. Right. But, um, that yeah, that was, came later for that came me later. too. That was, that was high school. That was that junior was high and high school, school for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, man, it's the worst. Why are kids so mean to each uh, other? I have no idea. If we're all trying to that. find <laughs> our place in the world or something. Um, was it fun to be on Full House? It was. Yeah. It's, it, again, sounds like so cliche and not a particularly interesting story, but it really was like a family. Yeah. Everybody loved each other. And I didn't know how lucky I was because that was just, that was my foray into sitcom. Right. But then I started doing a lot of other episodic work and, yeah. oh, I realized, oh, crap, this could have been a nightmare. Yeah. Did one episode of Home Improvement. I've never seen such an unhappy set in my entire really? life. Wow. <laughs> it was time. miserable. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so lucky. Just people sh- not getting along. Yeah. Just, wow. Yeah. Just attitudes and... No, and, not good. And just uncomfortable, just tense. Just Maybe so that's why we tension. never see JTT anymore. I guess not. He just, he had it. I do think about, where is he? Where is where he? Where is he? He was adorable. Yeah. What was it like when the show started airing? Would you get, like, recognized and, and, and stuff like that? I'm sure. I did, yeah, yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was weird. That was wacky. Yeah. Um, I never wanted to disappoint anyone. Like, that's, this was a recurring theme in my life. Right. So I, I was it. always trying to, you know... Be perfect. Be, yeah, be perfect at all times and not, you know, if somebody recognized me, say the right thing and yeah. be grateful and be yeah. in the moment and all of that, um, which you was had weird. An, you were so young and yet you had an awareness of how you should be gracious about yeah. things. 
Yeah. I mean, a lot of that was to do with my parents. Right. And explaining it to me. Letting it out. <laughs> this is what, this is part of the job. It was yeah. always explained to me as part yeah. of the job. So I never had resentment over being stopped or asking for a picture or to sign an autograph yeah. or anything. Um, even at the times when it did get fairly intense for a brief moment when yeah. I was doing multiple things at once. Right. Um, but yeah, it was never, that was never an option. That was, you signed up for that. That is part, of, part the of the deal. That's part of the gig. That's really interesting. And if you don't want it, you can stay home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They weren't like, you got to do more and they weren't. No, really no, 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 no. No. Totally your thing. No. It, and it really was. And they were yeah. always giving me the option of, if, if, you know, if you, if you want to stop doing this at any point, you know, we, we don't have to go to the auditions anymore. Like we can stop right. this. So it was always, I always knew that I had the, yeah, the choice, which was great. How were Mary-Kate and Ashley? Wonderful. And how dis- different are their personalities when you're around them day to day? Quite different. Is there, this one is very this way and this one is very this Quite way? Quite different. In what yeah. ways? Um, I, Mary-Kate, I spent more one-on-one time with, I right. think. And Ashley, I, we spent more sort of like group right. fun kids hanging out on set time together. Nice. Um, so I felt like I had a bit more of an individual rapport with Mary-Kate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, their personalities were very different. That's good. Um, yeah. I'm glad they're not the same. No, they're really not. Yeah. They're, they're, they're very different. And they were, it, it was interesting to be working with them because they, they were cast and they were nine months old. Yeah. So by the time we're, I guess they were eight and I was nine when I first, or no, I was seven and they were, yeah, I was seven. So they must have been six turning seven. Yeah. Um, it was all they knew. That was their whole, their whole, their life. whole life. They were cast when they were nine months nine old. Months. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So it really, it was yeah. all they knew. So it was yeah. very interesting. And I, I knew some of life outside of show business, but my right. life was primarily yeah. show business. So we, show we did business. have a lot. We, we connected a lot yeah. during that time. I mean, as much as yeah. six, seven and eight year olds. Can it's good. It's a good memory. It was a good experience. Really great experience. What about Fuller House? Are you part of that action? No, I'm what not. What the F? And I'm... Netflix? And I am bitter about it. You and should I'm not going to pretend like I'm not. You should be. <laughs> They need you. I do. I would love to do it. I, yes. Truly, I would love to do it. And and honestly, um, Jody and Andrea and Candace, who are the the nucleus of the show now, yeah. are so wonderful and delightful. It would be so fun to play, you know, play with them again. What was your character um, like? I never watched that show. I'm sorry. Very precocious. Yeah. Very. It, he could have grown into somebody really interesting, right? Right. He could have. I mean, maybe I, you the, come back super fucked up. At the very least, I just thought he he should have taken over the you know the drama teacher place at the school. Like he should. Be you could the, be Mr. Shu. Like yeah, Lee. he he would totally have yeah. grown into that. Like yeah. I totally see that. Or you could do something really cutting edge. He's on opioids. Well, that too. There you go. <laughs> really hit the heart. We've never gotten into the grit of San Francisco no. on Full House. They just happen to be living. That's right. <laughs> I forgot they were in San Francisco. Yeah. Stamos was around. Yes. Stamos what, was around the Beach Boys. Did you have a crush on him? I, he's so handsome. He is so handsome. He's never had an awkward year. No. He had one day where his hair didn't quite land right. Perhaps. I wasn't there that day. Yeah, in 1988. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, don't, I just idolized him so much because yeah. he was just like a rock. It was like having a, rock, like a rock star, star on set. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So sure it was, he had cool jackets and jeans. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he was like, Boots. it was on point yeah. always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just effortlessly yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just sort of looked up to him. Yeah. In, so fun. Yeah. And then I was looking at some of your other things. You were in the Little Rascals movie, right? Yes. That's a big motion picture that was, moment. Yeah. 
That was crazy. What um, was and it I like? was filming Full House at the same time I was under contract. So technically, Full House could have could have said, let no, you can go yeah. be a little rascal. Um, luckily, Mary Kate and Ashley had already signed on to do a cameo in the film. There are so many cameos in the movie, right. and they were one of the cameos. And so the producers of the show just decided, oh, it looks good. It looks yeah. good for us. If and it That's was good. Um, it was incredible. Because yeah, you had a, a um, sizable part. Yeah. 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 Who directed that? I feel like I should Penelope know. Spirits. I knew it was a woman for yes. some reason. What was it like to be in that big movie? It was it was crazy because I was one of the few kids that was already working. Right. So uh, almost everybody this else this was their first thing, Durant, and I was on totally. the older side of the yeah. cast. You were um, like smoking yeah. cigarettes, kid. Let me tell you how it is. Here's the deal with the M and M's, right? Crafty. Right. They and put them out at eleven. If you don't get them by eleven fifteen, you're, you're fucked. Screwed. Right. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. Um, and Penelope had never worked with kids before. Yeah. So she was tearing her hair out, trying to figure out how to make this movie work. Like, we really didn't think we had it. I, I, and I say we. My mom and I really didn't think they had it in the can when we yeah. wrapped. Yeah. Um, but so Penelope was so wonderful to me and so appreciative of right. the fact that I already knew how to do this. Right. And she didn't have to explain anything to me. She was so thrilled. But I did sort of get the short end of the stick because of that in that she knew she could, she knew that I could get it in one or two takes. Right. So she would always save my coverage for the end of yeah. the day. So it was always like, all right, in, in here we go. go. In you go. Get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut it. Print. Yeah. That was it. So I, Interesting. What do you think about when you look back at the movie now? Do, do you remember what I don't like, look back. You know? <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah. You haven't seen it in years. People quote it to me. What's um, the line? All the time. Um, you'll be hearing from my lawyers is the big one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and now this year it's gotten, a, in the past two years actually, it's gotten a lot of, um, you know, unnecessary attention with Trump because oh. he played my dad in the movie. Oh, he was the cameo. Shit. That was the cameo. Was I call him on the cell phone and it's him on the other. But you didn't work line. with him face to face. I didn't, but I had a very uncomfortable lunch with him on set. Tell me about it. He and Marla at the time, yes, and baby Tiffany, yes, were came to the set. He was God bless you, Tiffany. Hang in, right? There, girl. <laughs> he was mortified, nervous. Um, he had never done anything on camera before. This was right. way before. The Apprentice, the Apprentice or any, or of, any of that. I think he had done the the one bit in Home Alone yeah. too. Had or I think that had already happened. But this right. was like the second thing he'd ever right. done. So he was very nervous. He demanded to to have lunch with me and my parents. He wanted to have lunch with the kid that he was playing the father to, like yeah. as if it was like some character yeah. development or something. Yeah, right. And the, taking it seriously. Yeah. The grand irony is that you know we weren't ever on screen together. Right. It's just we were. They filmed it at the yeah. same time. It was going to be in his head. Right. It's called acting. Right. Like, right. Sure. It's his process. Sure. His process. So right. where'd you have lunch? At, oh, just at, at, at catering the, yeah. under the tent. Because yeah. we were filming at the, out in, uh, gosh, Lakeview Terrace, I think, nice. at the time. And yeah, we were out on the... Why was the, the lunch so awkward? Well, because I, I didn't know what to say. Yeah. I was nine years old. And, and he didn't probably make it easy. He didn't make it easy. He was, you know, and I kind of... We only knew him he as He always this. cares about the other person in any interaction. Oh, so much so. Yeah, yeah he's so giving that way. Um, <laughs> Made you feel right at home. And I do questions remember... about you. I do remember baby Tiffany was crying, screaming, yeah. crying the whole time. And my yeah. dad finally, like, took her and, like, rocked her and yeah. took her around the set. Like, the carnival okay. set that was set up. Nice. <laughs> I love that your father picked up baby Tiffany yeah. to kind of comfort her. He's really good with babies. I bet she would... Even a Trump I baby. I bet she would take that offer again in a second... <laughs> Wow, that's so random. Someone that needs Trump to console her now, right? Trump played your father. Yeah. 
Wow, that's wild. Yeah, so I've, that's been a, that's been a fun journey on, yeah, the, on fun. the internet. You should <laughs> be able to make squeeze that into fodder. I think that should be a reality show. Oh, it should. I, yeah, it absolutely <laughs> should. Six, six episodes on oxygen, <laughs> right? Come on, let's move with it. <laughs> oh, so the lost the missing Trump. <laughs> so you 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 did Full House. You did a lot of these episodes, films, uh, stage. When you start to become a young adult, are you are you thinking, okay, I'm in for show business. I'm in for the long haul. Or is there this moment of like, okay, is this really what I want to do? Or did you think about college? Did you go to college? Like, what happens when you're 20 and you've done all this stuff? It very, it's a very strange feeling. It's a I weird think. feeling. I through high school, even though my high school experience there was miserable, just right. from the the surrounding. I mean, I went to a Baptist high school in the middle of Los Angeles. Like, right. it doesn't get weirder than that. Yeah, and I had just come off of a year and a half in ragtime with you know yeah. like people that changed my life and right. completely burst my worldview open right. wide. Um, and doing eight shows a week and what that does to you and how that trains you yeah. and all of that. Um, but I was doing a lot of voiceover work throughout high school. I did a lot of animated shows. So I was right. kind of staying in it to a degree. So I didn't right. feel like I had stopped really. Right. And then it was college that was the, the rude awakening. Cause I, before college I panicked and I was like, is this it? Am I just going to be a performing monkey for the rest of my life? Like I can't, I need to do something important. You know, you're, right. you're, you're suddenly 18 and you're going to change the world and you need, right. you know, like I have to do something with meaning. Right. Um, I applied to the CIA Interesting, because <laughs> that was going to be. I was going to do that instead That's of college. So cool. Um, they were not interested. They weren't. Um, <laughs> they weren't having it. Why? Actually, I did get the did like. You do an interview? No, but okay. I did get the the whole like application thing sent. Not sent back in a, as in a no. In a right. like this. These are the things you need to do if you're wow. if you're gonna if you're really considering a career. Yeah, in, in, in intelligence. And wow. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, because I just wanted. I desperately wanted to do something that that matter you want to, to make me, a you know i yeah. <laughs> um but that, that that little freak out didn't last long and i found myself at ucla in the theater yeah. department um, yeah. a few months later um and the great thing about that is i decided i was going to learn how to do everybody else's job in theater right um i wanted not to do it but to learn it so that i could speak everyone's language so right. i did a quarter of lighting, a quarter of costume, a quarter of directing, a quarter of producing, a quarter... Like, I just tried to sponge up every right. other aspect. Because um, I really did... Theater was really where I wanted to be. Right. Um, New York is where I really wanted to be. Right. Um, I was going back and forth doing various readings and workshops of a few musicals, and um, it was just sort of made me feel alive in yeah. a way that TV and film never did. Um, it was fun, and it was glamorous, and it was great right um and i do it again in a heartbeat right um but theater was just this different this different feeling it's where your heart was yeah and so i was like and and gosh doing ragtime like right before puberty was such a crazy thing because i got just the best training in the world like that you couldn't i couldn't have replicated that training in any college experience anywhere yeah I mean, unless I, like, went to RADA and <laughs> immersed right. myself in you know, Shakespeare or something. Did you ever, because you've done so many neat things when you were so young, did you ever look back and go, shit, did I peak at six? Or oh, like, definitely. Was there that, ever that feeling? Oh, God, yes. You know? Oh, yeah. I'm no, sure. and, and it's still, it, there is that quiet I think anybody in the business up. has that thing of, like, well, what are you doing now? What are you working on now? That thing, and, and then to know that, like, the things that you did when you were younger were so high profile. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it was difficult. I'll tell you when it was really hard. 
it was when we started doing the People's Couch on Bravo. Yeah. And the internet found the fodder of all of the things that I had done in my past. And that just became so interesting for some reason for people to riff on. Um, That's when I really felt it. I was like, oh, God. Oh God! Did I, like I was just taking the gig because I was like, "Honey, she hasn't been on TV in a long time." And yeah. not, it's not like the offers were <laughs> and it was pouring also a in. Fun thing: the People's Couch was a show on Bravo where different people watch TV together, and you were with Emerson, your mm-hmm. partner and boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Are you guys married? We're not married. We aren't married. But, um, and Scott Nevins, yeah. but then you're yeah. three friends, and, and you were part of the mix. And so when that started airing, people went back and said, oh, he did this and that and this. And what would they say? Just, isn't this interesting? Or would they be bitchy? A, a lot of both. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was, I got a, a lot of good and bad. Luckily, my sort of trajectory with the internet is basically I went to college as Facebook started. Right. And so I've been dealing with this sort of sensationalized, you know, oh, that's the kid from... Since the birth of Facebook. So there's right. really everything has been said about me on the internet. I've right. read the most horrific things <laughs> I can possibly, possibly say. Um, it's a pr- pretty bad stuff. I mean, I I didn't think much of it because I had dealt with so much in-person bullying right. in, in high school and, um, right. and even before. Um, but I did... I, my parents got a call from the FBI once. Wow. Um, with, they had found a certain live journal post about me with... Very specific and gruesome threats. What they wanted to um, do to you. Yes. And there was somehow something got substantiated to like, oh, we actually, that that person could be living in some yeah. area that we might, you know, so they have to alert you. Wow. Um, and that's when it got really real for me. I was like, oh, this is... And how old were you at the time when this happened? Uh, I was like 16, 17 wow. when that happened. Yeah, wow. I think I was 16, actually. Live journal. Yeah. Remember that? I know, right? Wow. <laughs> I don't actually. <laughs> I don't either. Sort of. Kind I don't, of. And I never posted like longing, on it. But, but yeah. 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 Wow. Wild. So it's been a, that's been a weird. Yeah. That's been a weird thing. So by the time we get to you know a few years ago, Bravo and all of that, I kind of was like, you've sort of been through a lot yeah, of this stuff already. You can't hurt my feelings. The weird right. thing that I wasn't prepared for was, yeah. um, oh gosh, have I that have I peaked thing? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, is the best stuff behind me? When did that hit? When did when was was there a period of time where it was like. Where you felt like, fuck, what am I going to do? Or was there, a, or was it just like, it, come, it would kind of come and go? Sense. It would kind of come and go. Yeah. 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 And I was writing a lot of music, so I was soul searching, you know, and, yeah. and being all up in my head anyway during right. that time. So that <laughs> you, you're more susceptible to those doubt thoughts. Right. I love that. Did you spend a lot of time in New York? Did you ever live there for a extended period? I never really lived there, but I've I've spent so much time going back and forth. Did you ever want to live there and be like, I'm going to be the Broadway person? I did. Yeah. Yeah, Right after, actually right before college. I wanted to go to NYU so that I could audition for Broadway shows and then drop out of college. Right. (laughs) I wanted wanted to live that dream. That was the plan. Um, But I was doing a lot of back and forth, workshopping this one particular musical, and all of my friends that were in the show with me all were in various Broadway shows. Right. And I did have to take a long, hard look at what the quality of life I was signing up for in New York would be. And I just didn't think that I could cut it. Yeah. I I just didn't think I could do it. Right. Um, 
what was the walk-ups the walk-ups the the winters the you know i was yeah. seeing my friends live out what i thought was yeah. my dream and then i was like oh god i don't think i can they all look miserable they kind of did in a way <laughs> in a way um, yeah in the and i don't way. fault anyone for yeah. choosing that path because it's right. broadway is magic and i pray to god that one day i will actually get to do a show right. on broadway um but yeah i just i I couldn't cut it. I knew yeah. that I couldn't cut the the hustle of yeah. making a career there when I right. already had established a career here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, it was too frightening. <laughs> so what was it like to be on the People's Couch? Did you uh, get recognized from it? Was it like a, did a lot of people see it? Uh, I was, was always that? shocked at how much people recognized it because yeah. I didn't think that many people were watching it. And, right. and that's you the story our ratings would have told, too. Like four seasons, Four right? seasons, that's yeah. 50-some-odd episodes. Um, yeah, I was always shocked. And the, the thing that I was always pleasantly surprised by yeah. is the amount of industry people that watched it. Oh, wow. As a, sort of a recap. Like, yeah. you know, I, this is fun and it's mindless, but I'm also getting kind of seeing what's people are talking about right. and what's going on. Yeah. Um, cause especially towards the later episodes when we started, um, doing the streaming, we yeah. cover the streaming shows and, and things like that. Um, and I always, that always just made me feel really good. Like yeah. it was just really lovely. I was always like, Oh my God, you, you, you saw, saw that? How That's... much would you guys have to watch before? A lot. They would say, this is what you're going to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Eight hours of television, usually at a time, just changing outfits in between so that it looked like a different day or back into the same outfit so that if something aired on the same night. Yeah. Wow. So did you watch stuff before you sat down on the couch or you were just reacting live no, in the it moment? it was all live in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And you would just sit there for eight hours and watch yep. TV. And they had riff. two cameras on joysticks yeah. above the TV. The hardest thing was because the, the show is based on a British television show called Gogglebox yeah. that's yeah. very guerrilla style raw. Like right. the cameras set up in the room, It they edit from yeah. raw footage. Bravo, of course, put their lovely gloss yeah. on it, which I'm thrilled. It's that very they, aspirational. I'm thrilled that they did that. Yeah. Of, <laughs> right. Um, so we got, you know, all the all the schmancy lighting and all yeah. the, you know, basically I jokingly said like the housewives, um, the professional yeah. <laughs> sort of setup with the yeah. with the key light on the back yeah. of our heads. Um, but it, it was miserable to watch TV that way because you had rigs of lights shining yeah. in your face and with the way that we mic'd the show yeah. we had to keep the volume on like a 10 or lower so we couldn't really see couldn't really hear but like be funny yeah you better riff your ass off yeah thank god for Pinot Grigio but... how much pressure to wear cute outfits or but you guys are all pretty good dressers I would think already I mean Scott's got impeccable taste yeah and impeccable style right. I, I'm not as classic as yeah. he is when it comes to what is it? Sartorialism. Sartorialism. I think that's a word. I think that's a word. Um, I'm, I'm a little more out there, whatever yeah. I'm feeling, you know, during yeah. the people's couch. I, now when I go back and look at some of my like ridiculous boot choices and sweaters over sweaters, we I we all was, have ridiculous boot choices <laughs> in this life. Right. The sooner you own them. There was definitely a yeah. Debbie Allen, like, um, <laughs> schmata right. period that yeah, I went through. That like sure. I was going to go from yeah. filming to teach a ballet class. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, were you and Emerson together the whole when it started? Yes. You guys already a couple. So you guys were already a couple. And we kept it a secret from production. That's what I thought. Yeah. So people didn't know. You were just all friends. Yeah. Because I remember I'd seen you guys together on the show and I knew Emerson through Dell and... Right. 
uh, and Scott from before, but I didn't know you guys were a couple until after the show was done. So you kept it a secret. Yeah. That's, <laughs> our was that our ever... main segment producer knew. Right. But we, well, we signed, because to be on any Bravo reality show, yeah. you have to sign like the blanket housewives contract, which basically means they can edit anything you say right. and put it in any context. And, right. you know, you have to sign that just to be right. on the show. And so we even, because our show wasn't about us, it wasn't yeah. a lifestyle show. Yeah. It was really about the, the, the things shows. that we yeah. were watching. Yeah. Um, we didn't want them to get any ideas and try and like yeah. muddy it in any way. It'd be really fun if you guys had a breakup right here in the, right, in the right. middle or of just, The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We Good, just, that's so intriguing. Yeah, now. we just kind of just didn't want to... Yeah. And, and the relationship was very new at the time, yeah. so we didn't want... If something were to go awry, we wanted to keep the professional yeah. and the private separate so that we could still have a professional relationship. Yeah. And, and you were good friends with Scott, yeah. obviously. What's it like when you're like, we're all good friends, and we're all friends, and now we're on television together? Does it change the dynamic of the relationship at all? Um, or did you guys, uh, you know, navigate no, it really funny well? enough, what changed the dynamic of the relationship was us, Emerson and I dating. Yeah. Because <laughs> we had all been friends. Right. And that's what we had to navigate as a friendship yeah. group. Right. Is how that feel Like, our friendship, respectively, with... Scott and I and Emerson yeah. and Scott. So that's what we kind of... That was harder than the TV show, just figuring out just, you know, life. Life right. stuff. Life stuff. Um, but yeah, no, it was we. It was just weird for me to watch it. Because that was something that we did sort of do that yeah. year leading up to the People's Couch. We would get together and watch The Housewives or watch, you know, yeah. whatever. And riff and, you know... Was there anything ever that you said that you're like, oh, I wish I hadn't said that? Anything that you look back and you're like, oh, that was too mean or too dumb or I, I didn't have my... I don't know. I tried. Did you ever put your foot in it? I did a few times, but I had... A, luckily, I was really lucky that I had a great relationship with our segment producer. And like, so there were times that I was able to flag things and say, I, I please don't use that. Like, please yeah. don't send that. Um, because I just... I, I tried to not be disparaging in any yeah. sort of vicious way. Because, right. like, I mean, we all... We all make bitchy comments right. as we watch TV, but the, the, I, I never wanted to cross the line from bitchy into cruel. Yeah. Because um, I know how it feels, honestly. Yeah. The, you know, I know what it feels like to be on TV and have someone say something garbagey about you and yeah. make it public. And so I wasn't going to be that person on right. a television show. Adding fuel to that. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, so I tried. I, yeah. I, I feel like I probably misstepped a couple of times, you know, in, when those when those hours were getting late I and know. I was, you know, many glasses of wine in. Yeah. You guys get a little boozy, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Although my claim to fame on the people's couch is of the cast, because neither Emerson or Scott drinks in 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 life. Okay, um, but of the of the drinking members of the entire cast, I right. was the only one that was that did not get sent the slap on the wrist email of like you need to you, you need, need to chill you. it down. I was the only one who wow. didn't get chided for being too drunk. So when the three of you were together, you're the only one drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is called being a man, people. Right. I was just like, I, God, yeah. if I'm going to sit here and yeah. watch some things that I like, but a lot yeah. of stuff that I'm not interested what in. What were the things where you're like, oh, fuck, we have to watch blank? Every time we had a Walking Dead episode. Yeah. It is so hard. Yeah. Once you've made the same four zombie jokes and, yeah. this, and every, you know, every Love Actually, Andrew Lincoln thing I could yeah. parallel that I could yeah. make, you know, after that, you're just like, okay, what do we do for the next 40 minutes yeah. of just... zombie Zombie. Like, it's it was... I, and I get why people love the show, but it was yeah. very hard to, com- to, yeah. to riff on it and comment yeah. on it. 
what was your, you said you went to a Baptist school. What was your coming out like? Was it difficult when you came it out? It was long. My coming out process was yeah. very long. Um, if I had to put myself somewhere on the sexuality scale, spectrum, right. whatever, um, I would probably say that I'm a 70-30 gay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was tricky because I, w- I had successful relationships with girls. Right. And But I also was lusting after boys. Right. <laughs> and that was really difficult to navigate. There was no sort of bi visibility when I was com- starting to come out. Right. Um and I don't. I wouldn't even. I don't. I don't use that label, right? Um, because I think that that kind of undermines the the my friends that actually are like fifty fifty split, or right? More, you know, it's just more where they sit. Yeah, but you weren't somebody um, that was like I know that I knew when I was five, and this is no. New, I, I mean, knew like, that I was attracted to boys. Yeah. Um, from the time that I was little, but it yeah. was I always suppressed because you don't think about that and you don't do that. And I was right. in a very conservative. Um, church and school environment um <laughs> except for when i was you know being a showbiz kid when you were set. a showbiz kid so yeah. that was very weird going that, that's that's that yoga and also your parents are in show business as well mm-hmm. so that seems like two different worlds in a way it is two different worlds and my parents got well i say they found jesus but they they got yeah baptized and right. became sort of more in, involved in the evangelical church when I was five. So just as my career was starting, they right. were starting to get churchy. Right. Which was very, very strange. Yeah. Um, so that was always a weird thing. I had a lot of guilt. I had a lot of self-judgment. I had a lot of self-loathing um, going on. And so I really, even though I had, I dabbled in college, Yeah. I didn't really come out of the closet until I was 24, 25 years old. Yeah. Um, and it's very dramatic. I, when it? I realized, when I finally admitted to myself, where um, are you? What? Wow! On stage, gonna... like, oh my god! Could you? Could you? Yeah. An open mic night? No, I was doing the musical chess. Okay. And I was playing the American, and the big second act breakdown ballad, yeah. screaming rock ballad, "Pity right. the Child," and I got to that. It was opening night of the show, and I got to the lyric in the song that says where he's talking about his dad leaving and his mom being terrible to him and he says i was he he says that his dad says that he was a fool and probably queer and i was like singing those words even though i'd rehearsed it i yeah we'd been in dress rehearsals we'd been in tech i'd yeah. done the, the song a million times but for some reason being in it allowing myself to really be in it when i said those words saying those words out loud i was like i am a queer person like for the first time i wow. could believe it yeah. Wow! It hit you in it hit that me moment. In the middle of the show, so I went then off what stage, do you do? and I had a, two and a half minutes of the girls' duet <laughs> to pull myself right. together because yeah. I went, I got off stage. So you sort of fell apart, down, completely broke down. Wow! Yeah. And then I was like, okay, pull it together, use it, use it, use it. This yeah. your old chops. <laughs> Where were you doing the show at? Um, it was at the Met Theater in Hollywood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. I've so seen fun. stuff there. Um, so how did you tell your parents? Um, I came out to them separately. Yeah. Um, even though they're they're still happily married and right. together and, and lovely. Yeah. Um, but I just felt like it was Divide my dad. Yeah, my dad and I were having a bit of. Yeah. We're, we were just having relationship problems. Right. And so I came out to them. It was uncomfortable and difficult because of their belief system. Really. Right. Um. It, it was not the greatest experience, but we were able to turn it around. It got. It got a little bit tumultuous in our relationship for for 
I would say a matter of a year. Yeah. And then we finally all realized this is not working. We, right. Our love for each other is more important than anything else. And so the three of us spent eight months in weekly family therapy. Wow. And literally reconstructed the entire relationship. And it's... It's wonderful. It's it's probably the thing that I'm the most proud of that I've done in my whole life. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. Um, Do you have siblings? I don't. Yeah. I'm an only child. Yeah. Right. So there was a lot of that. I you know right. feeling you feel like, like having, I yeah. I'm their one chance to have whatever kind of kid. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And wow. So, yeah. And so it's it's great. I mean, they're wonderful, and I mean they're they'll be in the front of the they're barber right show there. next week yeah, yeah they're the most supportive and wonderful that's awesome um, yeah so it's really great that i ha- that we have this sort of full sor- circle journey yeah um we started with a really strong dynamic and yeah. then it kind of fractured and we right we we put it all back together now did i read in here that you uh, worked as a go-go dancer i did where um i've always wanted to i kind of have the because I, I like to dance I kind of would like to know what that's like. Well, it, that's kind of how I it would like started. To pick the outfit. It, it was kind of a, a win. It was kind of a joke whim. Yeah. And I was. Um, this was during the time that I was working on my album and writing yeah. a bunch of music, and I was like, instead of a Kickstarter, yeah. Why don't I just? Why don't I do this? Pocket all the money that I make. Yeah. In dancing in clubs. And, yeah. And that's how I did this. Out. That's literally what I funded the album. And um, when did you finish the album? Uh, it came out in 2013. Nice. Yeah. And what's it called? It's called The Time Manipulator. That's very interesting. It sounds sci-fi. It is kind of sci-fi. It's, yeah. it's, it is Back to the Future inspired. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I had a collection of songs that, to in my crazy brain, had a through right. line. Um, but genre-wise, they were all over the place. Right. Um, so each song has a sort of nod to a certain era. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's it, it, it's sort of my time yeah. travel journey through my through my head. Cool. Um, People can find that online. Yeah, it's yeah. on iTunes. I love it. Yeah. What was the best part of go go dancing and the worst part of go go dancing? The best part of go go dancing was literally being paid to party. Yeah, it's very attractive. Yeah, like that's you yeah. Know. It also helped me get over a lot of like weird body things that I had right. developed. Um, through coming out and all sure. of that, it was it was very liberating yeah. for me. It was kind of like, you know, feel feeling sort of attractive in just a service yeah. sense. Yeah, that like that's kind of fun. No, there's know? something people that that own their sex appeal or like that can own that. that I, I, I that confidence, I admire it. You know, there's people that are arrogant and awful, right? You know totally. what I'm saying? But Somebody yeah, that's no. like. Can, can own it in a way I think I envy I think a bit yeah so that that part was fun so that part was great the other part that was great that I realized a, a few months into it as so I was like because I was singing so much in the studio yeah. I was I was like why is my my voice is so is uh. so strong it's so it's fun like I I'm so and I realized that it's because you don't talk the music's blaring yeah and everybody else is screaming over the music but you're up on a box you never and I was, your voice. it was basically i was on vocal rest yeah. every shift exactly you were like celine Dion. i was and yeah. i didn't even realize that i was like why is everything just yeah. working and yeah. i was like i'm i'm out in the bars Perfect. until 2 a.m why i should yeah. be like hoarse and terrible i know but they weren't smoky though no they weren't no nope. exactly where would you dance which places um i started at mickey's nice I used to work MJ's out in Silver Lake. When Remember MJ's? I loved that bar. What was your outfit? All kinds of different yeah. things. Yeah. That, that would be the most fun. I don't like a thong. I never wore thongs. I don't think they're sexy. I like a jock strap. I think they're sexy. See, good. You should. 
I, but I, I just also think jock straps are sexy. I, I, there's something about thongs that I don't like. Mm. Just the shape. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather see a square cut. I'd rather see a Brazilian trunk. Yeah. A, a lot of Brazilian trunks. A yeah, lot of, a best. lot of, a lot of swimwear actually yeah. is what I wore. Yeah. Because yeah. when you're dancing and sweating and, yeah. you know. Of course. It's, that I like seems it. to make Did you sense. use your moves from dance training? Did you do? Sometimes I yes. would. Yeah. Sometimes okay. I would play games with like, sure. if I, how many, like, how many Fosse moves can I throw into yeah. this, this, <laughs> you know, this club track and just that was like anyone really notices. Hot. Holy shit. Is, is he doing, <laughs> doing the fruit? Yeah, he's doing <laughs> He's doing the, what's it called? The dead man's fruit? Yeah. Rich man's fruit. Rich man's fruit. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. So ridiculous. Yeah. What was the worst part? Um, the worst part was just dealing with drunk people. Yeah. That's always, you know. Yeah. Did you bond with the other Go-Go boys? Because I like to think that you would have nicknames like Pony Boy. <laughs> there goes Chuggers. We didn't have nicknames, but yeah. definitely there was. there's a camaraderie there. Because you're just doing this weird thing. Yeah. And, and you it's kind of the, the other yeah. guys are the only people that you can sort yeah. of relate to this bizarre thing yeah. that you're doing together. How? What was your biggest tip? Um, I did get, I got tipped a hundred dollar bill once. Shit, yes, yeah. fuck yeah. At the Abbey. That's right. Yeah. That's where the he- heavy rollers go. It was like, ooh. Yeah, that bought you some studio time yeah, right there. right there. Boom. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to do a bonus track. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right, these are your questions you picked from the observation uh, deck. Yay. Uh, what movie did you see when you were way too young to see it? Uh, Legends of the Fall. With Tom Cruise. I, no, uh, Brad, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Yes, and I couldn't, because my dad worked for the studio, and right. so we would go to a lot of premieres and screenings, yeah. and I couldn't understand why all the little kids at my private Christian elementary school weren't, like, gagging over this movie that I yeah. just loved so much. Right. <laughs> that I just thought was so yeah. incredible. Yeah, you really need to see it. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't happening. They weren't into it. <laughs> What's the most embarrassing CD or download you have in your collection? Um, probably Clay Aiken's Christmas album. Oh, shit. I have Clay Aiken's first album with Invisible on oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's good. That's a great, that's a great mm-hmm. album. I just feel like the Christmas album is, like, yeah. why do I have that? You feel like sometimes with these stars that they do a Christmas album in an afternoon. Yeah. They literally do it through a drive-thru. Yeah. I'm just going to drive-thru and sing a Christmas album. Right? That's yeah. what Christina Aguilera did, and I actually adore hers. Yeah. She's, hers is one of my favorites. Yeah. But it was like all in one or two days. Yeah, she Something it crazy. In. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The Clay Aiken Christmas album. All right. <laughs> have you ever been starstruck? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I um I have one person that I adore above all everyone else. Male or female? Female. Singer? And, yes. And Broadway. Broadway. Yes. Lapone? No. Good. <laughs> Heather Headley. Oh, interesting. Is my number one. She's my favorite voice Aida, on the planet. Right? Yep, Aida. Okay. And I cannot be one with and I've met her a couple of times yeah. and I just Cannot I, I? Most recently, she was on Broadway in the Color Purple, and I right. went backstage to. I brought her flowers to the stage door, like literally, like a stage door Johnny. I love like, that. Brought her flowers. She Aww. came out and gave me a hug, Aww. and like I lost it. Like she renders me useless. That's so good, though. <laughs> That's a good one to have. I, yeah, it's not I, obvious. It's and not she obvious. Probably appreciates and, it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely like the super fan that, yeah. like, you know, I'm the That's first good. to like every post. Like, I'm that person. Oh, for, I love for that. Her. Good for you. <laughs> That's good. Okay, if you had to change careers tomorrow, what would you pursue? Um, I would probably go back to my wanting to to be an in intelligence in some yeah. in some way. It's it's interesting, right? Especially yeah. now in this moment when there's so much intrigue and scandal the parallels right now with russia and the cold yeah. war yeah. are so shocking to me that i was i'm like I, yeah. I wish i had some more information on the inside i know like, we're, like we're digressing here but to me as a lay person 
it just seems like it's staring us right in the face. What the fuck's going totally. on? Are people in D.C. going, this is fucking crazy. Like, they're they on the news going, da, da, da. And then the cameras go off and they're like... They have to be. Yeah. Because it's shocking. It's shocking. Yeah. The, the, the most logical exclamation exclamation explanation yeah seems the most terrifying but it seems the most it's the it only seems thing that the most realistic it, given all that we've, we're hearing oh my god and the people that know more than we don't know right they must just walk up. i don't know this the, isn't making any the sense. first time the first time i got really scared yes was, funny enough when amorosa was on celebrity big brother yeah and she said it's frightening yeah because it was just like yeah I was like, oh god. Yeah, you know well, what's frightening. You know when, frightening? when Amarosa is the voice of reason, you know, <laughs> you know you're in trouble. Wrong. <laughs> the other day, I was listening to the Sirius Radio, and I guess she was on Hardball, mm-hmm. but she wasn't on there to talk about her book or more tapes or anything. She was like a talking head expert, and I'm like, no, Mm-mm. Amarosa should not be no, able ma'am. to be. No, she can come on and talk shit about Trump and play a tape. Sure. She cannot be on the panel about wokeness or whatever. No, it is. no, 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 no. No, that's, no. I'm just throwing no. down. Anyways, I digress. Here's another question. <laughs> What's the worst thing that's ever gone wrong for you on stage? Oh, just a terrible, terrible lyric flub. It was unrecoverable. What happened? Um, I was doing a show. I was in a, a recording group um, when I was like eight. Right. Um, and uh, we were doing a big fundraiser event at the Beverly Hilton, the international, where the Golden Globes are. Yeah. And I was goofing off backstage before the show, like, being an eight-year-old. And my mom was like, if you keep goofing off, like, you're going to... It doesn't matter how many times you've done this song, done this material. Like, you yeah. will mess up. You need up. to focus. You need to focus. And yeah. she was right. I went out there, and I went up on a, on the lyrics to my solo yeah. song that I knew backwards, forwards, and inside out. Just went up. Frightened me to death. And right. I was such a little brat. I pretended like my mic went out. I Very smart. Went up, I went, I looked down at the mic, (laughs) I tapped the mic, and then I got the words back, and then came back in. (laughs) Well played. That sound man probably still has a, like, my face on a (laughs) a dartboard. What, did your mom know that you... She did. She did. She She saw it. She's like, she's, I'm on And she was like, A of all, you're in trouble, but B of all, good recovery. Thank you. That's right. Oh, that's so good. What is it like when you have some success as a singer... As a kid, and then your voice starts to change. Is there this thing of like, am I going to grow into a new great voice, or am I going to lose something? What is that like? It was really scary. Um, When my voice first changed, it dropped from boy soprano to baritone. Yeah. And um, I... I, These are all my songs around the wind. Like, what happened? And I freaked out, but I went to... I I just went to a new vocal coach, and I kind of tried to pr- approach it like I was relearning how to sing, like learning right. for the first time. Right. And that really did it. And, and then my voice... like your ear and your phrasing and things, those things wouldn't change. Those stay. But it's yeah. weird, though. It is weird. It yeah. is weird, and it was difficult. I, I, went, I did a six-month intensive yeah. uh, weekly sort of vocal boot camp to yeah. get to figure out. And how out. old are you? Uh, 16. Wow. Yeah. All right. What was the first album, cassette, CD, or MP3 you ever bought? Oh, Mariah Carey, the hero single. Wow. There's a hero. I had a, yeah, I was a roommate obsessed. that was obsessed with that song. And he would play it when he got the blues. Yeah. It would, like, fire him up. Yep. Yeah. That's love, a good song for Mariah. I'm not, I don't love Mariah. I'm, it's funny because I'm not favorite. a huge fan, but I was She's a big fan as a kid in the, like, the dream lover and yeah. she had some the good hero and all there. that kind of yeah. stuff. The early stuff. Yeah. You bought a, a single. I bought a single. Uh, on CD? On cassette. cassette. 
Uh, remember singles? Right. They lasted like two years. Okay. Oh, this will be interesting. What celebrity death hit you the hardest? Whitney. Really? And I was not prepared for it. I did, but I can remember where I was standing. I was at this vintage shop in Los Feliz. Like, yeah. I, it, I, it crushed me. So sad. I've watched both those documentaries. Yeah. They're so sad. Yeah, so... She didn't have a chance. No, no. Yeah, yeah I just... I couldn't... You uh, the, the whole, I was, but... But I didn't think I had any sort of, like, personal attachment. Yeah. Like, a emo- personal emotional attachment yeah. until it happened, and I was devastated. Yeah. So sad. All right. Do you collect anything? Um, I have... So, people don't most people don't know this about me i have a huge collection of star wars action figures really from back from the 70s back in the day. all the way through <laughs> do you get the various? new ones i i haven't i haven't yeah. collected yeah. since the prequel where are they where do you keep um, them my parents house yeah yeah i'm gonna start selling it off because i don't good. need them anymore right um and there's cool, some stuff though. that i feel like collectors will really want you had like the boba fett all and of the, the, yeah, yeah everyone yeah did you play with them or did you just like to collect them i played with them yeah yeah yeah, yeah, some stuff I still have original boxes yeah. and stuff. You know. Remember the Darth Vader case? Oh, yeah. yeah. I have the Darth Vader case has, somewhere. Yeah, that Darth Vader case was badass. What movie have you seen more than any other? Beauty and the Beast. Really? Mm-hmm. The old one. Yeah. The animated, the animated one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I just love it. Yeah. I, I, it's it's got to be in the hundreds now. Yeah. <laughs> times yeah. I've watched it. Would you ever want to be in that show? Who would you be? That's the thing. I, I I kind of always wanted to be Lumiere. Yeah, that would be that. that would be the fun. Yeah, that'd be the yeah, fun yeah. part for me now. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess as an adult. Yeah. All right. Good. Who's the most famous or memorable person you've ever been in an elevator with? Oh gosh. Oh. <laughs> I was stuck in an elevator. This is actually very relevant. Yeah. Um, to to this week, I I was doing a benefit concert. Um, and I got stuck in an elevator with Carol Channing. Oh my goodness! And she was in full Dolly regalia, coming right. up from the downstairs dressing room. Yeah. And she didn't realize that I was behind her. And her was I, it? Who was just the two of you? No, no there was like her people. people were in front yeah. of her, and they were like going over this is yeah. you know what changed and sound check, and this is you know which the yeah moves you're going to go through and blah 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 blah. And the the elevator doors open, and they're just still talking to her, and nobody. I'm with my friend that we yeah. were singing together on the benefit, and we're stuck behind the red feathers, behind yeah. the gown. And I was just like, "What do you do? Like, you're, you're not like gonna a fly say, on the wall. Excuse me, Miss Channing, can I get out of the elevator? Oh, like, you need to get out. Yeah, but I was like, I'm not saying a word. I'm gonna live in this. Yeah, wonderful, I'm gonna go up and down, wonderful moment, and up and down until she gets out. God, yes. Yeah. And oh, so you mean stu- you, didn't, you didn't get stuck? No, the floors, elevator didn't get meaning stuck. Meaning you were stuck behind her and you didn't want to tell her yeah. to get the fuck out yeah. of the way. No, exactly. Wow, exactly. And then she finally realized that we were standing by her. Yeah. Oh dear! Like you know, just <sighs> did the-, you had the moment. Yeah, it was so. It That's was amazing. So good. Yeah, she was a magical, magical creature. She was a magical creature. Yeah. I'm not even a huge fan of hers, but I do think she's a magical creature. Yeah. Yeah. Something so special. Who was your biggest celebrity crush when you were a teenager? When I was a teenager, it was... Gosh, and all through high school, it had to have been J.C. Chazay from... Really? I like... Here's why I admire that. He worked harder than Justin. He did. (laughs) Because he didn't have the star quality. Quite the star quality. He wasn't... uh, He was great. He had my favorite voice, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For he sure. did. And he danced his heart out. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. He was so sexy. Yeah. 
And he's like, I work harder. You know. Yeah. You feel for him. Yeah. Yeah. I can remember having many, many conflicted feelings about about JC. <laughs> about JC yes. Wow. Because I, I was that. like, not definitely not out or even yeah. to myself really. But yeah. But thinking back on it, I was like, oh my gosh, I was obsessed with that man. Yeah. <laughs> Have you met him? Uh uh-uh. He seems like he should be. Around. I haven't met him. Okay. But I do. I I see Lance out yeah. and about at various yeah. functions and things, and yeah. I still do get a little bit giddy that like Lance right. knows my name. Like yeah. I still, it's still, it's still it's so silly news. that I'm like, oh my god. Somebody yeah. from Insync knows who I am. Damn right. <laughs> All right. Where's the strangest place you've ever seen your own image? Uh oh. That. Sorry. That's yeah. Oh, good. Yay. Well, this is the last question. Hi. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi, Emerson. Hi. So How's sorry. it going? It's okay. Good. It's all good. How's out it just, going? Uh, we're just out making show business dreams come true. I mean, it's what we do. It's what you do. Oh. How are you? Good to see you. Mwah. I like the jacket. Thanks. You guys are always well put together. I mean, uh, it's thank true. You. Do you, can you share clothes? No, not really, because I have shoulders. Oh, like it's either like some jackets we can. But yeah, yeah, but it's like my torso is long and his shoulders are broad. So yeah, so there you go. My sh- that feels like it should be the beginning <laughs> of a song. I mean, literally. I mean, yeah. we have a show that someday we're gonna put out called "I Dreamed a Dream Girl." I dreamed a dream girl? Yeah, it's Comma be- girl? No, I dreamed uh, in the Les Mis font and yeah. dream girl in the dream girl yeah. font because and- that's our combination of like vocal stylings. Like right. I sing like Diet Josh Groban and he sings like a black girl. Okay. So that's, uh, <laughs> so that's going to be what's happening. Yeah, so we'll we're, we're I can't wait. <clears throat> I love it. I'm there. Um, this was the last question. Oh, where's the strangest place you've ever seen your own image? Um, I keep seeing my image at the sale rack. Um, <laughs> In Target, there's one little rascal's like standee yeah. in one of those side things, and right. my face is this is the clearance rack. Yeah, and it's just it You've cracks me up down. every time. Yeah, and I take a picture of it every yeah. time because it's just so silly. What do you look like in the little rascals? Are you cute? Like, what's going on with the hair? Quaw, hair is very quaffed. Yeah. glasses. Nice. Very snooty looking. Yeah, you know that was, was your whole the, thing. Yeah, I was the jerk. Was, you were the jerk always. Yeah, <laughs> typecaster? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. All right. Tell people how they can come and see your show. Uh, Blake Sings Barbara the Concert. Blake Sings Barbara the Concert is Tuesday, January 22nd. Nice. At Rockwell Table and Stage. Fun. I like their uh, veggie veggie burger. It's like this weird soybean burger thing. Oh, nice. They've got got great food. Yeah. Great cocktails. Um, Yeah, it's 8 o'clock. Um, You can get tickets at uh, rockwell-la.com. Nice. Or anywhere on my social media, you can find me at Blake McIver. It's right. M-C-I-V-E-R, and all of the ticket links are yeah. <laughs> papered all over. Not to be confused with MacGyver. Not to be confused. Did you ever get confused with MacGyver? Oh, yeah. People give time. you a hard time? All the time. Hey, fix this. Right. MacGyver. I am actually pretty handy when it comes yeah. to, like, little little things. I mean, I can't make a bomb out of a paperclip, but, but I'm pretty good. That's good. <laughs> so you, I have some MacGyver in I do have some less. MacGyver in me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, final question. Why do you perform? Because I have to. You have to? <laughs> Good. I would die if I didn't. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. It's. Have I will you never gone, stop. Have you gone fun. stretches where you haven't? Mm-hmm. Where you're like, I'm just going to focus on this stuff, mm-hmm. and then what happens? You get very depressed. Really? Yeah. No, I have it. to. It you is have a, to. It is a visceral need. Interesting. Yeah. I love it. And you get to share something with the audience. Yeah. There you go. Which is my favorite part. Everybody wins. <laughs> it is your favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite thing that an audience person's ever said to you, or somebody? It was something. A bit, uh, uh, something that came out of that interaction. Um, when I, 
any time that I can give someone an emotional response, like any time someone I've made someone cry with a song yeah. or a um, or a moment, right? Uh, really, that that is the greatest. That's the greatest compliment. If you can take someone out of their own brain and, and give them an emotional experience through art um, that you're not you aren't necessarily having, I think that's really the magical moment. There you go. I love it. All right, go see your show. Blake Sings Barbara. Thank you so much. This was really fun to Thank talk you. to you. So fun. Thank Yay. you for having me on. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Blake MacGyver. If you're in LA, go see his show next week at Rockwell. It's going to be great. It's Tuesday night. Okay. I'm going to start again. Thanks again to Blake MacGyver. If you're in LA, go see his show next Tuesday night at Rockwell. All right, so this happened. Um, I'm part of this organization called Galaga, which I've talked about before on this podcast. It's the Gay and Lesbian Entertainment Critics Association. I'm not really a critic, but I'm in the media and I write, so I get to be in this group. And so they have their awards every year during awards season. And on Saturday, they had the winner's uh, announcement and the toast, where we uh, toasted with champagne. Frank DiCaro was the host. He's always delightful. So I thought I would share some of the winners with you. Because on my Patreon episode of Dennis Anyone, uh, the most recent one, I filled out my ballot with uh, with the tape running, and you got to hear all of my choices and why. Um, and by the way, uh, if you are interested in getting a little more Dennis Anyone, uh, I do have a Patreon group where I try to do an episode a month uh, bonus, and you can get in for as little as $1. And they're always sort of offbeat things that I include in there. Like filling out my Gallica ballot. Okay, so here's what one stuff. Um, film of the year, the favorite. Not my vote. I don't love that movie. Uh, a lot of people do. I didn't love it. I need to give it another watch because I kind of got drowsy during it and, and maybe I nodded off. Okay, director of the year, Alfonso Cuaron. I absolutely uh, agree with that. Roma is just a masterpiece. Uh, film performance of the year, actress, Olivia Coleman, the favorite. She's great, but I, I probably would go with Lady Gaga. Uh, in that category. Or Melissa McCarthy, I also thought was great. Uh, film Performance of the Year actor, Ethan Hawke, first reformed. A very interesting choice from Gallica. I have not seen that movie yet. But um, he's supposed to be great, and I want to see it. I probably voted for Bradley Cooper, probably. Um, I thought he was so good in Star is Born. He's got that glassy-eyed drunk thing. That thing where you're kind of glassy-eyed and drunk. I thought he nailed it. Okay. Film Performance of the Year Supporting Actress. Regina King won that one. Um, I probably voted for Michelle Yeoh just because I think she's great and I loved Crazy Rich Asians and I wanted to show it some love. Uh, Supporting Actor, Richard E. Grant. Can you ever forgive me? Uh, I voted for him probably. He um, is so good in that movie and he sent a statement to the Gallica group uh, and it was really smart and grateful. Like He said he's never really won stuff before. Um, even though he's, you know, such an established actor, this is kind of his first spin in the awards season, uh, cycle, but he mentioned all of the gay men that we lost to AIDS during the eighties and nineties. And that his character was sort of, there was one person in his life that he knew that he sort of, uh, based his character on this, this, this guy that is no longer with us. And he sort of gave him a shout out and, and talked about how, you know, caustic and funny and and great he was. So it was a nice statement. Okay, Foreign Language Film of the Year, Roma, of course. Uh, screenplay of the Year, um, Deborah Davis and Tony McNamara, the favorite. Uh, and Deborah Davis was there, and she gave a lovely speech about how cool the director was to bring that script to life. And 
it was cool. It was cool to have her there. Uh, Documentary of the Year, Won't You Be My Neighbor. I probably voted for that. I've seen it twice. It's very good. I cried. And who who wouldn't? I mean, it's Mr. Rogers. LGBTQ Documentary of the Year, McQueen, about Alexander McQueen. Haven't seen it. I probably voted for Whitney, the documentary about Whitney Houston, which was devastating. Visually striking film of the year, Annihilation, which I did not see. I probably voted for Roma, probably. That scene where they're in the store looking at, like, furniture, and then all of a sudden there's a riot outside, I just thought, I can't believe my, I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. Same with the scene with all the fire. Anyway, uh, I loved Roma. Uh, Unsung film of the year, Widows is what they picked. And I probably voted for Tully, because I like that movie a lot and feel like it got lost in the shuffle. And I was not crazy about Widows. I, I I was kind of into it as I was watching it, and then afterwards I was like, that was dumb. I don't know. I didn't love it. Campy film of the year, A Simple Favorite, which I have not seen, and I want to see. Oh, A Simple Favor. Um, I probably voted for Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, because it was just as horribly ridiculous and fun as you would imagine. TV drama of the year, Pose. Very good. I probably voted for Killing Eve, although I like Pose. Uh, Schitt's Creek Comedy of the Year. Um, I didn't vote for that, but um, I hear it's great. Billy Porter Pose uh, Performance of the Year Actor, which is great. I probably voted for him. Um, actress Sandra Oh, Killing Eve. I bet I voted for her. I like her. I love. I love that show, and she's so good on it. And LGBTQ Show of the Year Pose makes sense. Unsung TV Show of the Year Schitt's Creek. Yep. Anything on pop. I mean. Pop is even a channel. Okay. Uh, Full Frontal with Samantha B is the current of air show of the year. I didn't vote for that. I probably voted for Maddow or my favorite was not nominated, Nicole Wallace on MSNBC. She's my favorite. She has a good sense of humor and I like who she has on there. And anyway, she's great. Uh, musical performance of the year. It was Billy Porter, MJ Rodriguez, and Our Lady J for Home from Pose. Yeah, that was a great moment. Campy TV show of the year, RuPaul's Drag Race. And nobody from Drag Race showed up to get their award, which it feels like they probably live around the corner. Somebody could have come. Uh, We're Wild About You, Rising Star Award, Aquafina. I probably voted for India Moore, who was one of the performers on Pose. Um, Wild Wit of the Year, Hannah Gadsby. I voted for her. Wild Artist of the Year, Ryan Murphy. Um, He's always got stuff going on. He's He's got a lot going on. He's a wild artist. Um, and Harvey Firestein was voted our Timeless Star of the Year. And Marissa Jarrett Wanoker from Hairspray, who worked with Harvey, was supposed to show up to accept that award for him. And she stood us up. So that's the kind of uh, show it was. <laughs> but anyway, those are my picks. Um, it was fun to vote. And it's you know what's really great about it is you get screeners like crazy. So um, it's fun to be part of that organization. And um, it's fun to be in award season. So... That's all I have for you this week. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye!